busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Lately, I've been noticing that we as a generation, as a people, are skimming the surface of how to actually perform in a role, what we are or how we are to relate to one another. And I feel like the breakdown of a lot of different components in people's lives is simply one notion, a lack of of either performance or just a breakdown in the realm of expectation. Now, lately I've been having to have a lot of (laughs) uncomfortable conversations, make a lot of tough decisions, especially when it's relating to people in my life or just overall just trying to get order. I am a person that I feel my most balanced when I feel the people in my circle, the things that I'm giving my energy to, the activities that I participate, anything that I am in the center of or a part of, I want to feel like it's thriving and it's growing and that it's what I would like to consider healthy. And so when you're watching TV these days and you're looking at the reality shows and oh my gosh, that's crazy. It seems like we are more entertained when there is a clear indication of boundary crossing and just a lack of reciprocated expectation. And I think what we've done as we grow more and more, not in a good way, is that we start to adopt this notion of you know what, just don't expect anything from anyone. Because as long as you don't expect anything from anyone, you don't, you don't have to be disappointed, you know. And so if they do do something, it's more of like a, oh, surprise, than opposed to versus that they don't do something, then it's actually a disappointment. And I can't tell you how much I loathe that, that particular mindset I don't know where we've adopted it from. I don't know who is the originator of such, but I feel like it is a non-service. It just doesn't help in any way. Why would it be okay not to expect something from someone who's in your life, from someone who is an active participant in your life of some sort. Why is it okay not to expect something? Because we're trying to soften the blow or the fall of if they don't do it, then we're going to be disappointed. No, because that would be a sense of, that notion would be okay if disappointment was just the final straw. And it's like, okay, how do I refrain from being disappointed? I just won't expect. No, disappointment should be your identifier of, okay, something needs to change. So we need to have a sit down. We need to have a con- conversation of some sort. And we need to discuss how we can eliminate and do far few in between having these disappointments add up in the realm of you and I. The goal should not be to avoid disappointment like it's the plague. No, disappointment is a clear identifier of, 
oh, I'm sorry, an expectation wasn't met. So how do we converse so that we can compromise and come to a head with each other on what we need from each other, whether I need, need something from you, you need something from me, however it goes, whatever direction it's coming from, but what can we do to make sure that disappointment is not our common denominator? And so I was just thinking to myself, because I just had a very, uh, like I said, I've been having some tough conversations. But you know what? I don't, I don't shy away from tough conversations. Because to me, tough conversations means I care about this enough to put some type of energy in to come to you to have this conversation. Because what I'm ultimately trying to do is I'm trying to save something that I deem worthy and valuable. I'm not taking some a, a pair of shoes to the shoemaker that I deem is is five dollars. No, I throw those shoes in a goodwill. But the shoe that I'm like, uh, uh-uh, this is a good shoe. All this thing is like a good buffer, and for him to go ahead and put them tacks on the bottom of the such and such. If I deem it worthy, then I'm gonna put whatever energy, resources, money, what have you, into it to save it. If I get a tear in one of my garments and I can't see that it's a simple just, you know, needle and thread situation from home, I'm taking it to someone who can salvage the thing that I deem valuable. If not, if it got a hole in it and it's a $5 pair of leggings, I'm just throwing it in the bag again for the goodwill. Or if it's holy to the point that it's like, bro, you shouldn't be giving that to no one, then I'm throwing it in the garbage or one of those little bins that you see that it's like, hey, just go ahead and give this to the needy. But do you see where I'm going with that? When you value something, when you have already confirmed this is something that I want to save, then that's when you put the energy into it. That's when you put your resources and the backing into saving that situation. And we all know, you know, it's not a one-sided thing. It has to be two-sided, and I get all that. But you know what happens when there is an expectation that's not met? It's almost like someone else has to be the common, the, the mediator of sort. And that bothers me. Because when I was thinking about, and I was having this conversation with my husband, this is where all this stemmed from. I'm like, every aspect of life, there is an expectation. An expectation that is given out, an expectation that it that should be met. That is how we should be relating to people. And if we zoom out, that is how we relate to people. When you get hired for a job, the job is essentially saying, hey, I need someone to, and then laying out the expectations or AKA the job duties and responsibilities that they are hiring for. And for you to sign on whatever dotted line or what have you, you are saying, I can meet your expectation. I can meet your expectation for the time that this shift starts. So I'm going to be punctual. You can count on me to do A, B, and C. Those job responsibilities, yes, you can count on me. And the backing of that is my resume or my references or what, whatever trainings and certifications that I've gotten. So at this point, the job is saying, these aren't my expectations for you, and you're saying, cool, and, and these are the expectations I can meet, and this is my backing. When that's not met, what usually happens? Hmm? If the employee is going to a job and it's like, uh, y'all said that we get paid every two weeks. Why is it that I feel like I'm knocking on HR's door for payroll uh, 
every other third week, like, bro, I didn't get that direct deposit. Oh, you going to give me cash on hand this time? And if there was an inconsistency on how you got paid, then your expectation on pay was breached. It was breached. And so now you have the 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 duty to say, okay, how do we fix this? Or I need to go somewhere else. If you were continually absent and continually dropping the ball on what you said that you'll be able to complete as the duties and responsibilities and they're on end, then the employer has to zoom out and say, okay, I expected that when we had this interview and when I pulled your resume to to start off with, I expected for you to be someone that you did what you said you were going to do. You said you will be able to be here on time. I expect you to do that. You said you will be able to go ahead and manage the things that are your responsibilities and your job duties. You said that you'll be able to do that, but I'm seeing that you're performing at a very 50% level. So then the job now has the opportunity to say, okay, it's either A, I see the value in this worker, and I'm going to go ahead and put the training and the resources and, you know, pump whatever I need to pump in because I'm seeing that there's some value in this person or they need to go the extreme route of just, of just terminating you because you have dropped the ball and have not met the expectation that you signed up for. And, and that's the thing that bothers me. Why do we have this notion that, you can reap the benefit of something that you said you were going to do but did not perform in. Would you expect to get a check in two weeks if you didn't show up for work at all? It, it, it just it, it blows my mind. Do you expect to swipe your card, credit, credit, debit, whatever it is, do you expect to swipe that and to actually have the transaction go through if you have not been depositing into that account? it's like it sounds very mediocre and remedial but the point is that people are doing it in places that should should not be done my thing is this relationships and how you relate to people should never be based on the fact that I'm not going to expect nothing from you therefore I you won't be able to hurt or disappoint me if that is the uh the notion that you're going in and applying to your relationships and people have failed you and you are failing people I despise that and let me go ahead and go go a little step further because you know that I like to go ahead and back things up and kind of related to what I like to call our foundation, which is the Bible. I found it very intriguing what Jesus did with this fig tree in Mark 11. And you know that I read in the NLT version. So I want to go ahead and let me scoot down because I want to get to the, the nectar of it all. So pretty much the fig tree, verse, it starts at verse 12. So Mark 11, verse 12. And I'm going to skim this through. So the next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. 13. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. 14. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. Then if you were to jump down to verse 20, it says the next morning as they passed the fig tree, he had cursed. The disciples noticed it had withered up from the roots. 21, 
Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Here's my thing. <laughs> and this is just so complex but simplified at the same time. It's just so delicious. Jesus had a need that we can see from the verse, right? The Bible says that Jesus was hungry. So there was a need. The expectation was, oh, he saw a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over there to see if he can go ahead and find some figs. Because that would have been what? The resolve to his hunger. So it's a transaction. Jesus is hungry. The fig tree has figs. Boom. Everybody's doing what needs to be done. It is expected for Jesus in a man suit to be hungry. And it's expected for a fig tree in full leaf to have some figs. So when Jesus went up to it and noticed that there wasn't figs, he was like, you know what? Yeah, no one else is going to experience this level of deception. So the fig tree didn't just, it's not like the leaves came off. Jesus went ahead and made sure that that thing was pulled and shriveled down from the root. Because whenever something has the image of what it's supposed to be, but it's not able to go ahead and operate and produce, that means that that thing, that person is operating in deception. And so he didn't want anyone else to walk past this tree and think that they can get fulfilled because the tree, the fig tree, was not producing what it was supposed to produce at the time that it was supposed to produce it. Any time that someone is in your life or any time that you are operating in someone else's someone else's life and you are not producing what you said you would produce, then you need to go ahead and either strip yourself of that title or see what you can do to make sure that you are not operating in deception. If you are someone's godparent, which I despise that particular, I just, I feel, I feel like now it's no longer what it was initially supposed to be. Now it's just, this is just my way of showing you that you and I are so close that I want you to be the closest to my child. It's just, they're not teaching nobody about God. They're not, you know, it's supposed to be that if something happens to the parent, that it's the godparent is supposed to go ahead and just take over. But I think that long gone are the days that that's happening. But relationships, why are so many relationships failing? Whether it's intimate, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, what have you. Family members, why? And it's because there's a level of operable deception that is not being exposed. Let me explain something to you. You cannot tell someone I love you and just go ahead and throw that phrase around like it's just like a little ping pong game in this thing called life. And then not operate in that. You don't know what this person is doing from the day to day. You don't know if they breathing or not. You don't know. Like you just, and let me just specify. I had a conversation with a relative that I was just like, listen, at this point, (laughs) we're not serving one another. Okay. I do not want to look on social media to be able to identify, oh, you're no longer in the state. I no longer want to feel like, why can't we have, don't you feel that this space that, there is some that we're not as close as we used to be and it was because of one simple expectation there was a tough conversation we were supposed to have 
I left it in the court of that particular, the ball was in the court of that particular relative. That relative said, you know what? We need to have a face-to-face conversation about this because it can't be on the phone. I said, cool. Months passed. Spoke to the relative here and there. But every time that I picked up the phone, I was expecting you are then going to get on this phone and let me know when we are going to have this tough conversation that you said needs to be face-to-face. It got to the point that I had to raise the flag of timeout. We're not going to just just go business as usual. I'm not, that's not what I'm doing. And so when I brought it to the relative's attention, it was, in layman's terms, not even to be disrespectful, but it was what it was. It was just excuses met with, I don't really have an excuse. And so my thing is, and I'm looking and I'm like, man, how many family members are falling apart just because one person is not meeting the expectation of something or someone else? How many relationships and marriages? Like, and and I told my husband, I said, listen, some expectations, yes, they are silent and it's just because it's obvious. When you're married, it is an expectation that you are not going to step out on your spouse, period. When you get in a car, there is an expectation that you are not going to get behind the wheel of that car under the influence of any drug or alcohol, period. When you are in a, let's just, I mean, you can bring up, there's nothing on this planet that you can bring up that there's not a silent or spoken expectation. And what someone needs to get to the point of is just getting to the place that you are mature enough to say, I can meet this or I can't. And you pass the responsibility to someone else or you let someone know, please don't count on me in that area. You're looking for a babysitter for you to go ahead and work while you doing this, that, and the third, or you running errands. And listen, I'm not going to be able to do that every Friday. But I can go ahead and do once a month, but you got to give me this much advance notice, and you have to do this, that, and the third. We have to get to a place that we are not letting people down because we're operating in a fig tree mindset. It is not cute just to be bloomed. It is not cute just to, oh, okay, um, that's your title. How are you performing? Are you pulling up to the performance? Are you showing out? Are you producing what you said you would produce? As a husband, are you producing what, what she expects her husband to produce? And that's another thing. Are you aware of the expectation? Do you have an expectation for yourself as a husband? Because the expectation is going to come from one realm or another. It's going to come from you or it's going to come from someone who is connected to you. So as a husband, do you have an expectation how you should operate as a husband, as a man? Do you have an expectation on that? And if you don't, then you need to be real clear on what your wife's expectation is for her husband. Wives, girlfriends, whomevers, do you have an expectation on how you're supposed to operate in your role? Workers, do you have an expectation for how you're supposed to work at a job? And my thing has always been this for the workers' realm. Would you hire you if you were the CEO? The way that you currently work at your job, would you hire you? Then why are you wasting everyone's time for a paycheck? You know how selfish that is? That is fig tree bound, ma'am, sir. 
You are operating in deception. You are telling someone, I'm coming to the job to do a job, but what you're really doing is I'm coming to the job to steal a check. That is wrong. When you're getting into these relationships with people and you see that someone just had a real bad heartbreak and they're just looking to, you know, for someone to lean on and or someone to love and you're looking like you're not really in that place but you see the potential and what it possibly could be later on, do not add to the wounds and, and the scars of this person's heart because you see it as an easy whatever, an easy conversation, an easy, you know, just go ahead and go out somewhere, an easy lay, whatever it is. Be intentional on how you present yourself. And it bothers me to the core because it's like, you know how many marriages could be saved? How many relationships could be saved if people just got acclimated to like, listen, and I just want to be a hundred with you. From the beginning, the middle, whenever you see it's an issue, what is your expectation? What is your expectation of communication? What is your expectation as far as parenting is concerned? Do you, are you okay with someone physically spanking your child? Or are you like, no, I didn't. My expectation for uh, child rearing is that you just talk to them. So you need to be on the same page with your expectations, with your ideologies, whatever it is that you believe, however it is that you want to go ahead and produce, you need to be on the same page. And that's how you save a situation. And it doesn't have to be destroyed. I am more than certain that if Jesus saw that there was no leaves on that fig tree, he would not have expected figs. He would have still been hungry, but he would have continued to search until he found something that met his expectation. You don't have to present as this mannequin of deception, the fig tree in someone's life, if you know you're not producing what needs to be produced. You know if you're ready to be somebody's boyfriend. You know if you're ready to be someone's girlfriend. You know if you're ready to be someone's father, mother, worker, employee, entrepreneur, what have you, head of household. You know and you know. Don't you dare go ahead and, and present like you're full bloom, that you're completed and you're whole. And when someone gets up close to you and be more intimate with you they realize that you're empty and that you've been operating in deception that is wrong stop breaking people's hearts because you don't want to get to the place that you face yourself in the mirror Face yourself in the mirror and be honest. I'm not adding anything to this table in this marriage. I'm not adding anything to this table when it comes to this job. That's why I'm not getting promoted. I'm not adding anything to this child. And that's why the relationship between mother and son or what have you, the relationship between a parent and a child is meeting its demise because you're not adding anything to it. And unfortunately, somebody has to get up close to you to see that that is the truth because from afar, you look good. From afar, you look full-bloomed. And if someone has to get close to you to realize everything about what you was presenting is fake. You got a wig on. You got undergarments on. You got spanks on. You got these the fake lashes. You got all these fake things. But from afar, they didn't see that until they started getting more intimate with you and started coming over to your house and seeing, oh, my gosh, like, who is the, what is the real you? So no, I don't want anyone to get to a place that you don't have any more expectations for people and you better start having more expectations for yourself. Expectation is the borders of things being in order so that there's not any chaos in your life.
I expect that when I pay my light bill that I come home and I flick the switch, I expect for that light to come on unless I have to change the bulb. I expect when I put gas in my car and I keep the maintenance up with the oil and all the other different things, rotating this and changing that belt and doing that, this and the third, that when I put my key in the ignition, that when I turn that thing, that it takes me to where I have to go. I'm expecting for that direct deposit to hit whatever morning that they said you're going to get this deposit on these particular days. I'm expecting that when I let somebody borrow money that they pay me back what they said they were going to pay me back. Nobody should have to look for you. I'm expecting that I don't have to search your phone and dig in your pockets to see if you're being committed to the covenant or the promise that you made to me. It shouldn't have to be that I have to remind anybody to wear their ring, and it shouldn't be that you have to remind anyone to remain monogamous to you. Be real with yourself. Know it. You don't have a desire to be monogamous. You don't have a desire to give any job your all. You don't have a desire to put your selfish ways behind you so you know, kids, it's not for you. Be honest. Stop this fig tree living. What is this? And and kill that deception immediately on both ends on the end of I'm not supposed to expect nothing from nobody that way I save myself from the disappointment and then you being okay with operating as an empty fig why would you want to do that you're wasting time you're wasting valuable time and you're wasting experiences I want us to get to a place that we realize that truth is the only way that things, relationships, and people thrive. Truth. Be honest. Have an honest assessment of yourself. Say, bro, you know what? When I talk, I scream. (laughs) I know you said you didn't want me to scream, but that's the only way I know how to communicate. Maybe I'm going to have to do something different. You know, maybe I can't talk face-to-face when I'm having an issue. Maybe I need to, and it's going to probably sound real crazy. Maybe I'm just going to have to write you a letter. I could do text, but it's going to come up a thousand characters, and and I, I can't, and I don't want to. But maybe I should write down what it is that I'm feeling. Take a breather. Come back. Read it. Say, ooh, that was harsh. Yeah, cross that out. Cross that out. Okay, great. Uh, Take a breather, come back again, look at it one more time, and then be able to say, okay, this is really the foundation of what I'm trying to express. All the rest of the stuff was just fluff and anger and all that stuff. But what I was really trying to say is it makes me angry when we're late. I was watching an episode of Marriage Boot Camp when Styles P and his wife was on there. And she said that she was making oatmeal. And she went to the kettle, the tea kettle that was on the stove, and she wanted, she was expecting to take the tea kettle and pour water in her oatmeal so that she can go ahead and change up the texture, make it thicker, looser, or whatever. And when she went to pour from the tea kettle, brown liquid came out. And so she screamed out for Styles P, her husband, which is a rapper from New York, Europe, uh, to come out and like, what's going on? So she said, and her words were, five years ago, she would have broke out in a profuse amount of profanity. But she said that she asked him, like, okay, what's going on? 
And I guess because she asked it so calmly, he didn't see the alarming in it. So he was like, oh, I, I made tea. And she was like, who puts the tea bags in the tea kettle? And they had an ongoing argument because she was expecting to take this tea kettle and pour just water. She wasn't expecting to go ahead and pour into her oatmeal some tea. And so while they're still upset, so it started getting more heated because she's like, you know, he made me angry when he laughed. And, you know, who, do, who does that? Who puts the tea bags in the tea kettle and just doesn't tell anyone? And he's like, I was trying to make tea and I, was, I did it. I ain't even going to hold you. I did it late night. I wasn't in my right mind. And so he's trying to explain. And the more that I saw them walking out or verbalizing this argument, the more I was like, they are getting further and further away from what the issue is. The issue is, sir, she was hungry and you ruined her oatmeal. That's just it. Everything else about who does that and I don't know, why are you screaming it? I mean, I don't know, I was trying to make tea. All the other extra is just, let's just go ahead and cut off the layers of the icing and the sprinkles and, you know, the candles and let's take off the cherries and whatever else, the cookies and whatever else is ingrained inside of the icing and let's get to the center of this sheet cake. What is the issue? The issue is she was hungry. You carelessly or carelessly what have you you said you were making tea for people whatever but she did not expect to pour tea into her oatmeal how do we resolve that either you're going to make her oatmeal over sir or you're going to take it in the chin and say you know what I apologize but you but you know what I see that you're hungry I ruined your oatmeal you want me to go out and get something for you here's your options and start getting dressed because she may have been like no it's okay forget it it's like no I'm gonna get dressed and by the time that I get dressed you know if you don't have your mom made up then I'll drive around and talk and find something for your food now you may look at that like oh my gosh that is excessive but what that screams is I didn't meet your expectations so I'm going to go ahead and, and rectify that how far are you willing to go to make sure that you are meeting your life expectations? How far are you willing to go to make sure that you are not the fig tree in someone else's life? And how courageous are you willing to be to let someone know that they're the fig tree in your life? My challenge to you is exactly that. I want you to zoom out of your life and really, really, really be bold and brave enough to say, where am I dropping the ball? Where can I be a little bit more fruitful? Where can I be a little bit more fill in the blank? And on the flip side, who do I need to advise that they are the fig tree in my life? And do I see the value in them to salvage this? Or is this a conversation I need to have so that they understand why the relationship is no longer going to be operable in my life? We got to get to a place that we have purpose people in our lives on purpose. That is the only way that we're going to get to where we need to get to. Fun fact, do you know that Jesus didn't start off with just 12 disciples? Do you know that he had a huge amount, and I want to say just to be safe, maybe about 200 or so, or, or maybe a little bit more than that? 
And that eventually, as people started following him, they realized, oh, my gosh, this is taking a lot. <laughs> like, Buddy wants us helping people all the time and, like, doing, helping him with his miracles and believing and putting forth this faith. And it was just like, sir, this is too much. So Jesus was like, oh, okay, well, y'all can go. So a lot of them went off. When it was reduced, when the smoke cleared, it was just the 12. And so Jesus particularly looked at the disciples and was like, are you going to go too? And I believe it was Peter that said, where are we going to go? And he was like, okay, cool. So come on. So if Jesus was clear enough to look at people and go, I know that all y'all not going to come with me. I already know it. But I'm ex I have an expected assignment <laughs> uh, that I need to go ahead and fulfill. So I need to be very clear on who's with me and who's not. And that's the mindset that I want us to go ahead and take on. You have an assignment on this thing called life, okay, on this thing called earth, on this thing called whatever you want, the human experience. You cannot continue to be held up because someone is not performing or giving what is needed for your life. The fig tree, although a very minute, minuscule role, the fig tree had a role in Jesus' life. The fig tree was supposed to ensure that Jesus was no longer hungry and couldn't even fulfill that. So don't overlook the small things in your life and go, hey. Now, don't expect for people to be perfect either. But I need you to start paying attention to, man, it wasn't hard for you to produce figs. You're a fig tree. Why is it hard for you to keep your word? You're speaking them to me. I didn't say that I will meet up with you for lunch, this, that, and third, or I'm going to call you back. You said that to me. Why is it hard to keep your word? And these are just things that you need to just really, really, really start identifying and saying, you know what? No more figs in my life. No more fig trees in my life. No more fake mannequins in, in my store. I, I want to walk up to someone and have a conversation. I don't want someone who just looks good and clothes on the outside. That's where I want us to get to. So you know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everyone's going to go ahead and connect to you and speak to you in a way that you're like, you know what, I have to do better because I'll chin check you if you need, but I'm also going to make sure that your glasses and your lens of life is clear enough for you to see, listen, that person's not serving you anymore. So you know what you have to do, and I'm confident that you know what to do. But as my good, good nanny says, oh, I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and do what needs to be done. I'll talk to you later. I have to go make my salad.